You with early edition on News Talk ZB. Well, I see the latest outburst of thuggery from our youth happened at a Palmerston North shopping mall. 30 teens rampaged through it, according to reports, stealing, smashing things, throwing glass at staff, kicking them. Here's the rub. They came back the next day, bold as brass, to skite about their performance and mock the staff they'd abused. Understandably, businesses are fearful. As well as this group's destructive spree through the place there, where they also threw chairs, they assaulted a young worker while other offenders cheered on. Now, police, the station's two minutes uh, away from the mall, but they took 20 minutes to get there, and by the time they got there, you know, most of them had escaped. They only managed to round up two girls. But this gang of thugs are relentless. According to um, businesses in the mall, they carry BB guns and knives, and they're fearless. They don't fear police. I tell you who is living in fear, though. Retailers. A contact recently told me a well-known jewellery chain in this country is struggling to get staff to work there anymore, given the recent spate of attacks on jewellery shops. We have a youth crime wave that is now seriously out of control and shows no sign of abating. And it's no longer just an Auckland problem. My Christchurch-based sister was asking me the other day, you know, how do you stand living in Auckland with so much violence around the city? Not just our CBD, but through the suburbs too. You know, she'd heard about those six ram raids in one night, followed by the brutal street brawl between two rival, you know, teen gangs and thugs. And she said Auckland did not sound appealing at all. And that's a worry too, isn't it? You know, what all this does to our reputation if we're not seen as a safe place anymore? And I just wonder if we're all a bit, you know, punch drunk by so much of this that we've become immune to it all. For the people at the forefront of this, though, can you imagine? Their livelihoods are being crushed here, as well as their spirits. And having a government say they're going to get on top of it, then nothing happens. I mean, it must be as soul-destroying as it is frustrating. The PM was interviewed recently about Ram Raiders and the lack of consequences for them, and she rejected that. She rejected the claim that there were no consequences for Ram Raiders. I mean, it's laughable these days that it's so predictable. I mean, are we surprised she rejects anything anymore? Uh, But she did say police and government are taking youth crime seriously. She said they want to stop young people entering a life of crime and that a group of ministers were all looking at what's contributing to young people choosing crime. But what about the consequences? The PM couldn't say what the consequences were. She just rejected that there were none. You know, police on the ground, they say kids are bored, that lockdowns didn't help, that young people feel like, you know, they've got nothing to lose. Many of them are repeat offenders. They get some kind of notoriety out of it. I would have thought the most obvious place to go looking for clues as to why they do it would be to ask the young people themselves. And a group of teenagers recently, remember that they were interviewed, some Ram Raiders, and they said they do it because they get away with it. They do it because they can. They know the cops won't chase them. So I would have thought that's your answer. While departments and ministers and politicians are all hunting for the whys and hows of these kids offending, the kids are just getting out there and doing it, knowing they can. So we should be demanding more of our government ministers than just letting them say that they're looking into it, or in the PM's case, that she rejects the premise of the question. Hawksby.